Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. That's Tyler. Oh, 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 I was going to say where we drink whiskey and learn something new each week. Yeah. Um, I'm Tyler. And I'm Megan. And together we make Whiskey and Wonder. We do. Along with all you fine folk that are listening. Yes. Couldn't be here without you. Absolutely. Um, So let's jump right into it today. Um, we're going to get into some announcement announcements here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, uh, anybody that listened to last week's episode, listened to me drone on and on and on. <laughs> um, at the beginning, we mentioned a plan that we have for our end of year special. Um, and that is essentially that we are going to do our normal um, um, whiskey of the year? Yeah, our whiskey of the year. Like Sorry, I'm, I'm changing changing something on the schedule here. Yeah, we're gonna do our favorite whiskeys and have our whiskey of the year. What did I say? We're we're each gonna pick. Uh, it was either four or two. I have two. It was two. two. Two each. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. It was four total. I thought. Um, and we're gonna narrow those down, uh, a la. March Madness bracket and and pick a whiskey of the year to put in our decanter um, yep. that Shelby got us for Christmas last year. Yep. But in addition to that, we are going to do a blind taste 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 testing taste 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 tasting <laughs> uh, blind taste testing of. Uh, I said all the whiskeys that we had done in 2021. There's an asterisk yes, we're next gonna, to that. We have to amend that statement. I apologize. Uh, I don't want to ad- falsely advertise. So we're going to amend it right now. We're going to, you know, set the record straight. So the poll is up. It's on the website. We just got it going right before we started recording. Yes. It has every whiskey from 2021 that you can purchase uh, like yes that you it's available yes there are uh so we had a lovely friend uh who was able friend john who was able to donate us some uh samples from essentially it was a private group that he was a part of that got select single barrel uh samples of whiskey and he was kind enough to share that with us. And so that's not something anybody can just go out and buy. So we didn't feel right including those. Um, there were also a couple episodes. If you're a, a fan from way back, you'll remember Megan and uh, Megan and I had to do a couple of virtual ones um, in January because I had COVID. Uh, we also had the 4th of July special. So there are the polls are up. I believe there was something like... 35-ish. 35, 34 or something. Somewhere in the 34 to 35 range of different whiskeys that we have done. And that includes tonight's whiskey, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. So you have eight choices. Everybody can go out and vote. You can choose up to eight whiskeys. I would recommend everybody choose eight. Yeah. Um, And yeah, 
whichever ones, whichever eight get the most votes, we'll we'll drink. We'll try to yeah. figure out what they are and yeah, re re review them. Yeah, it could be um, it could be terrible things or it could be great things. It's in y'all's hands. Shelby is going to be our bartender. She is going to make sure this is blind, so she will. Uh, she alone will have access to the results. Mm-hmm. I will not. Yep. Uh, Megan and I will. I'm going to put words in her mouth right now, but we will pledge not to vote. Uh, yeah, I'm not voting. Yep. So this is between you guys. Yep. So you guys, our fate is in your hands. Um. Other than that. I do want to apologize. The poll is not pretty at all <laughs> on the website, but it's there. Um, Early 2000s poll. Yeah, but it, it is there and it functions. So Good enough. Yep. Um, as far as other things go, uh, check out the store. We've still got some glassware. I think we've got a, a handful of stickers left as well. They're only a buck. Buy yourself a sticker. Put it on your car. Put it on your spouse put it on you you know whatever whatever (laughs) go around and put it on somebody else stick it on a sign be a vandal who cares um highly recommend yes um you can also find us at uh whiskeyandwonder.com that's where you can find our poll it's on our website whiskeyandwonder.com yep um you can watch the episodes on YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash whiskey and wonder. I've upped our production value a little bit. I'm still working on the cameras. We'll get into a little bit of why the camera issue, why we're not using the GoPros with better quality video uh, in a little while. Um, Instagram, we're at whiskey podcast. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so through there. You can email us, uh, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. And we've got a bunch of other social media stuff that you can uh, find in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be down below or, um, yeah, it'll be down below. I forgot. I took all that stuff off of YouTube. So, yep. In the show notes. Um, finally, before we get too much further, just wanted to say thanks to everybody that donates and supports. We really appreciate it. That lets us do things like the, uh, blind taste testing because there are some whiskeys, truth be told that, are gone. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> we like them. Yep. <laughs> and some of them are, as we found out, our tastes are generally expensive. <laughs> I'm looking hard at you, Megan. Okay. That's fair. It is. But hey, you, you like the good stuff. What can you say? Um. So yeah, thank you guys for the support. We we really appreciate it. We're for always sure. We're always looking for uh, people to have on here. If you want to be a part, just shoot us an email. Like I said, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you guys send us send us emails. Review, you know, let us know what you think. Whether you like this, didn't like us, like the topic, didn't like the topic, like the whiskey, didn't like the whiskey. Send us some feedback. We have a segment. We have this awesome drop for mail time that we haven't used in weeks because we haven't. No one's had emailing any, us. Any email? So come on, guys. Somebody. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no. You covered everything, Tyler. All righty. The open segment.
All right. If you're new to the show, this is the time of the week where Megan and I, so we don't hang out terribly often. This is our time to hang out and catch yep. up on what's going on this week. So, yep. Would you like to start or would you like me to? You go ahead and start. What's going on, Tyler? Um, it's been a heck of a week. Yeah. I don't think that I have, I don't, I don't have any celebratory music, so mm-hmm. I'll just do this. <laughs> the Braves have made the World Series. Yep. Woo! I, I yeah. Oh, man. I was so nervous this whole week watching this. <laughs> watching it, it was, um, oh, I after after last year when they were up three to one in the NLCS and lost it, when they went up three to one this year and lost that that game to make it uh, have let the Dodgers have two wins, I was like, here we go again. But they pulled it through. They they did. So I'm proud. I'm gonna buy myself a hat with the World Series logo. And I'll do it all over again starting on Tuesday. All right. Um, yep. Are you, you going to wait and buy a World Series Champions logo or hat? I don't want to count any chickens. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Um, we are playing the Trash Trows, so they they, oh. you know, they cheat. So. Shots fired. Oh, 100%. I, <laughs> I looked at Shelby while we were watching the game last night. <laughs> And I said, uh, you realize every MLB team's fan base, minus the Houston Astros and maybe half of the Dodgers, are going to be rooting for us to yes. beat the Astros. Yes, that is so true. Um, and I, a good chunk of my family are Astros fans, and I... Disown them? I want to see them suffer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, I don't think anyone in Oklahoma listens to this, but if you do. Well, in addition to that, um, the other, I guess, highlight of my week is. So a little bit, a little, little story time, I guess. I like um, story time. Oh, you're, you're in the story. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like storyception, I guess. Okay. Uh, so a little bit of story is we record this at my house, if you don't know that. And last week, Megan came over and I had some blotches of paint on one of my bathroom walls. And I, Megan's a very creative minded. She has an eye for color coordination and that sort of thing. And I don't. So <laughs> I pulled her. I said, hey, look. Look at these colors. Which one which one do I paint it? And she told me her opinion, which was none of them. Those all look awful. Basically. <laughs> so long story short, I just happened to have gone to Lowe's that day, and I believe I mentioned this. I said there was a blue color at Lowe's that I saw in the mist tint paints that I kind of liked, but they only had one gallon and I didn't know if a gallon would be enough to paint that bathroom. Well, lo and behold, I went back Monday and my dumbass just overlooked that there were two gallons of paint there that were both mist tints. So I bought them for $9 each. 
How much paint did you use? <laughs> we didn't even use a quarter of one of the gallons. It's a tiny bathroom. It is a very small bathroom. <laughs> so Shelby and I spent the weekend painting the bathroom. Um, but more importantly than just painting it, uh, because I had some granite countertops in there that were a very uh, tan and they had some blacks and some grays mixed in. It just it wasn't going to look right with a blue blue wall but uh, I found a originally I wanted to replace the entire vanity because it is very short it's like it's like for children yes it is but I couldn't find a vanity that was less than like $350 and there those were like the cheaply made Lowe's Home Depot ones so I said to hell with it I'll just take the granite countertop off and I'll put a new one on there because I found a new countertop for 170 yeah. Sink already in- installed and everything. So we replaced that, put up the new backsplash after we painted. We painted the cabinets, which were a wood. Yeah, just wood grain. Yeah, wood grain color. We painted them white. Um, Yeah, and I'm, I'm really, really pleased with how it came out. It was stressful. Uh, dear God, Shelby, Shelby kept me going through it. <laughs> um, but we got it done and maybe I can post some to, you know, post some before and after pictures to my, not the podcast, uh, social media, but maybe to my, uh, social media account. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. You did a lot of work. It yeah. looks really good. Um, it's not quite done. I've got, I wanted it to be done today. Um, but we are finishing it up. We've got a little bit of, uh, we've got to apply, uh, I think it's uh, an entire second coat to the cabinet doors. And I went to hook up the new sink because naturally the faucet I had was a one hole faucet and the mm-hmm. new countertop has a three hole. It needs a three hole faucet. So I went to, I bought the same one, just three hole instead of one hole. Um, and went to install it and my water lines are just too long. So I've got to stop at Lowe's and get some shorter water lines tomorrow. But other than that, I got to put the doors on, paint the doors, put them on, put hang the mirror. I need to get a mirror hanging kit too, but that's it. That sounds super daunting. Nah, that's something I could do. I could do that in an hour. Wow. I just wouldn't even know where to start. So I, I could paint and stuff, but like redoing the the actual faucet and, faucet and stuff, I don't know. Well... Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I will definitely tell you because, I, well, I don't, I don't know. Houston, Houston strikes me as a DIYer. We'll find out if we ever can get a house. I, I think you guys will. Um, I, I'll say it this way: I have always been a little bit of a DIYer, but it's exponentially increased since I bought my house because it cost a fuck ton of money to get anything done to a house if you don't do it yourself. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So like I spent, truth be told, I spent $170 on the new countertop. The paint I already had from painting my kitchen cabinets. I spent 18, let's call it $20 on the blue paint for the Mm -hmm. walls. And then $140 on the faucet. So I did this for basically $300 plus, you know, supplies here and there, but that's not specifically used on this project. Yeah. And it looks like a completely different bathroom. Yeah, it does. It looks nice. So, 
Um, but anyway, that's enough about me. I've taken a long time. How's your week been? Um, it's been all right. Uh, I'm feeling all right. Other than, um, you know, the feeling when it feels like you have to pop a joint and it's like getting to the point where it's painful. My elbow all day, like I, it feels like it needs to be popped so bad. And I've like tried to like make it pop and it's not popping. So that sucks. Um, you want to know what that reminded me of when you said that? What? Did you ever watch Family Guy? Yes. Where they Peter got into a fight with the chicken one time. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and he ends up like in a in a um urgent care. And there's like a line and there's this lady in front of him that he he's like bleeding out. He's <laughs> like, "Ma'am, can I can I cut you? I'm like dying here." And he, she's like, "My elbow feels funny." <laughs> and that's what I thought of when you said that. Oh man. <laughs> I I can't say anything about the healthcare um Fair system. Enough. Um other like cool thing in my life, um we me and Houston started a D&D duet this week to give that a shot. What is that? A D&D duet is a game of Dungeons and Dragons that is played between two people, the dungeon master and a player. Um and that's it. Interesting. Is that replacing the Saturday night? No. Oh, okay. No, this was just something we thought to do of just kind of... On your own? Yeah, on our own. He wanted to see what it's like to DM. I wanted to see what it was like to play. Um, So we decided to give this a shot. But no, we still have our Saturday game with everyone. Okay. Um, This is something we do on both of our days off. And so far, we've barely gotten started. Um. But it's been interesting. I, I think it'll be really cool. Um, I couldn't imagine how to play D&D with just two people, but there's lots of guides and stuff online, and I think uh, this is going to end up working. We are attempting to run through Curse of Strahd, um, which is a pre-made campaign. Uh, if anyone who knows Dungeons & Dragons, you know that Curse of Strahd is one of the hardest campaigns that they have made. So... We're going to see how that Is goes. Is that designed specifically for two people? No. So you're doing this with basically limited arsenal. Yes. Uh, Curse of Strahd should be probably ran with about four players. Good luck. Thanks. I'm a little scared, but I, th- I think we can do it. I feel like that would be hard for a DM just yeah. planning for one person instead of a group attack. Like, yeah. Or a group storyline, I guess. Yeah, it def- definitely Houston has had his issues um, trying to figure out how to DM, and I've had issues trying to... Figure out how to play? Yeah, because I'm so used to being God, and I know everything, but now I have to think of it like my character, who doesn't know everything I know. So um, I was trying to talk about, like, detect magic, um, I think of what is what it is, and my character does not know that spell and has no reason to know about that spell. Hmm. And that was one of the things where he was like, whoa, 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 you don't know anything about that. I was like, well, yeah, I do. How would it make sense for a character to know that, or my character to know that? So just one of those weird things that it's, it's going to take some getting used to, but I'm excited. We'll keep you informed. Well, please, please do. Yep. Because it sounds fun. I miss the days when I used to play and... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future brings. Oh, 
chat. Uh-oh. Did, you, did you have anything else for uh, the open segment? No. Okay. One other announcement that I forgot to put on our schedule. We will not have an episode next week. We Life is getting in the way, and uh, mainly due to my schedule, we just are not going to be able to coordinate to record next week. So, unfortunately, there won't be a spooktacular this year. No Halloween episode 2021. But we will be back two weeks from today. Yes. So, um, sorry for forgetting about that earlier. Yep. Did you have anything else or you want to move on? No, let's move on. Let's open this whiskey. Opening the bottle. I hit the, I let the record show. You hit the right one. I hit the right button today. This is episode 54. (laughs) Here you go. Um, this is a whiskey we are drinking that came from, uh, Papa Cross that he brought from Colorado. It's a Colorado whiskey. Thank you, Papa Cross. Thank you, dad. Thank you so much. This is the Woody Creek, uh, distillery, Colorado straight rye. Um, so Woody Creek, uh, Their story is when we founded Woody Creek Distillers, our mission was simple, to pour everything we are into everything we make. We set out to make nothing but the finest craft spirits, each with a unique taste and character that was true to the origins of that spirit. It is a standard we hold ourselves to every day. We never use neutral grain spirits or blend with base spirits from other distillers. We grow and harvest many of our own ingredients, like the Rio Rio Grande potatoes, for our premium vodka. Ooh, nifty. We only source our grains from trusted Colorado farms, like the rye in our 100% rye mash whiskey. For the finishing touch, we distill every spirit we make in our own custom Carl Stills. C-A-R-L. Stills. A shining copper example of engineering and art that turns the earth's freshest ingredients into the world's most treasured spirits. This is, without a doubt, the perfect place to raise a drink. So this distillery um, is very close to Aspen. It's right outside um, Basalt, Colorado, um, in the Roaring Fork Valley area. So it's a very, very, very pretty place to be. Um, this would be a very, very fun, neat, uh, distillery to tour. Um, and it sounds like they are very Colorado hippie, which I, I love. I'm all about that. Um, the color of this whiskey was the first thing I noticed. And it was the first thing friend Shelby noticed before she got out of here today. It's a very, um, very pretty amber color. Very nice. Yes. It looks a lot lighter. Uh, well, I guess not really. I guess that's just the light hitting it from the top down. If I put my hand over the top, it looks very similar to what it does in the bottle. Um, so I've been smelling this while you've been edumacating this. Originally, the first thing I noticed was I kind of got an overpowering spice, kind of burn your nose hairs, but the more I've smelt, the less it's... Uh, it's it's backed off a lot. So 
I'm, you know, I, I, I'm going to assume that the burn is minimal on this, or at least not overpowering. Um, I would agree. Uh, this is definitely, this smells like a rye to me. I can smell the, um, the rye in it. Um, I'm getting dill, which yep. seems to be a pretty common rye ingredient. Um, I'm trying to figure out, um, probably some pine, uh, like some evergreen pine. Um, we'll say it's a blue spruce since, you know, Colorado and all. I, at first, I wanted to say there was some sort of fruit in there, but I think it was the dill that was yeah that I was smelling. I just mis misdiagnosed it. Yeah, I th- I think I'm. I don't really get anything other than dill and kind of earthy. I dill and pine um, is what I overwhelmingly what I smell the dill especially, but there's definitely a pine in there. Nice little jolly yeah. Colorado pine. Yeah, I, I get what you... I, I would have never registered it as a pine, but I know what you're talking about. It's 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 crisp. Yes. Smelling. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, um, according to the whiskey wash, we should be smelling um, lemon peel, pine, and clover. Hmm. Uh, in fairness, I don't know what clover smells like. I don't know. Do Does clover and cloves smell the same? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because clover, when they say clover, I'm thinking like the... I'm thinking what grows in my yard. The plant and clovers. Yeah. But those aren't cloves. Like, I know what a clove smells like. I don't know what a clove smells like. Oh, that's I a, think I have them in my kitchen, actually. <laughs> Or wait, no, is a clove like the small onion? No, they're the That's things that you like stick in the um in the in the like ham or turkey or whatever. They're the little like pokey um I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, they're a little pokey okay. spice thing. Interesting. Um I I can get a little bit of the lemon lemon kind of citrus. I think I'm still saying that's pine. I'm not getting a whole lot of fruit or anything. So, okay. but yeah, um, I don't know. Definitely wondering if this is going to be like a winter drink with the burn making me think, oh, Tyler is making weird faces over there. Oh my God. Um, um, <laughs> this one's going to take a little bit of time to pinpoint all this. There's about 50 different flavors that happen here. Immediately, (laughs) yeah, that's overwhelming. Yeah, Uh, immediately it was. Oh, I I I got the the citrus. Can I see the whiskey wheel? I don't know if I would trust this one hundred percent. I immediately I got some some citrus that switched, and I don't even remember the order. It was so many things that switched to very sweet. Mm-hmm. Vanilla-y, maybe, caramely, to earthy. There was a nice burn, but it was like a, a, a quick burn. It like hit and then it fizzled out. Um, and what it's leaving in in my in my throat hole really is kind of a. It's a. This is wrong. I know this is wrong, but this is what it tastes like to me. Like 
bubble yum. Bubble yum. Bubble yum. Specifically like, well, like, bubble yum. No, not bubble yum. Like the bubble yum tape. Yeah, I remember bubble yeah, tape. That The bubble tape is what is lingering in, in like the back part of my throat. Hmm. So. Um, you are so right about there being 50 flavors in this. Um, I feel like I just rode through like a roller coaster. For those of you from Colorado, it tastes like a Colorado day. We have all four seasons in one day. Wake up in the morning, it's snowing. In the afternoon, it turn, turns more springtime. The hell do you have summer then? In the, well, I said morning is snow, afternoon. It's like early afternoon, and then afternoon is summer, and then it goes to fall and back okay. to winter. Like, there are all four seasons every day in Colorado, and there are all the tastes of whiskey <laughs> in this rye. Uh, looking at the wheel, um, I taste rye, vanilla, caramel, marzipan, honey, molasses, dark chocolate, coca, apple, pear, mint. You're just, you're, you're just reading the <laughs> yeah. wheel. Yeah, I taste all, all of it's there. And when you said marzipan, <laughs> I was like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, it's all there. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, that's why that explains my face from the get-go. If you're not on YouTube, go check out. I may, Apparently, I make some great faces when I drink you do. whiskey. So. Um. Well, so going through this as an experience, it starts off sweet. Um, I think the sweetness I'm getting is a vanilla. Um, right on the tip of my tongue is very like it, it's it's a bite. It's like a citrus. It's, it's like, like lemon. That lemon, yeah, yeah. It's like lemon. The very instant, but yes, it's the instant, and then it goes away. Yeah. And then it goes to sweet, mm-hmm. vanilla-y, maybe a little caramel. Yeah. Then... It transitions into tra- that burn that's a like a... Uh, it's it, it's, a, it's like a, just a fizzle. What I think of, the best way I can describe it is like... Uh, have you ever seen in the movies where there's like a pipe and like the fireball goes through the pipe really quick? Yeah. Like that's what it's like. Like the, the fire, the explosion happens, it goes down the pipe, and then it's gone. Yeah. It's... um. Like, well, you don't like shots. <laughs> it's like getting a shot. It like hurts and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, I've taken my fair share of shots. <laughs> I know what it's like. Um, Wow. And, and then it finishes nice and earthy. Earthy. Like, yeah. yeah. So um, finishes. Um, I'm getting like a pine and an apple finish um, sitting on the back of my throat. I'm not getting bubble gum. I, I told you it was wrong. That's just what, I, <laughs> um, I'm also getting some sweet on the finish. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the bubble gum is coming from. It's also, I'm treating that as apple. It's also giving me a, uh, the, the whiskey burps. <laughs> I think I got the whiskey burps for the first time last episode. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so real, real quick, sour lemon, I just put it under my tongue and the lemon's a little more pronounced. And good God almighty, the burn is way more pronounced. That burn lingers this time. Mm. I don't like that. Don't recommend doing that to anyone else. Oh, I wouldn't either. Oh, it hurts. Yep. Um, not worth. No, don't do that. One out of 10 would not recommend. No, that hurt. <laughs> um, I, I'm very, I'm taking this one home. Damn. <laughs> I, 
was hoping you wouldn't say that. Nope. Taking this one home. It's good. It's very good. We'll see. We'll Can we get this here? Uh, we can get it shipped to us here. I have some hookups in Colorado. Just a few family members, like all of them. All right. Well. It's good. It is good. I think... <laughs> I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Megan and I were already considering who was taking it home. <laughs> like there was, a, there was like a. We were looking at each other there for Dibs, a minute, motherfucker. Like, like, but all right. Um, I think, and Dad, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the whatever the person at the liquor store is called, the clerk, the liquor store clerk, whatever. Sounds about right. Um. They convinced my dad to put away one whiskey and get a different one because this different one is supposed to be amazing. Well, go and back I'm to that clerk. pretty sure, yeah, whoever that clerk is, they knew what they were talking about because I'm pretty sure they were the ones who recommended um, this Woody Creek and said that we have to try this one. And I'm... Papa Cross, you go find that clerk and you tell him, give him a slap on the back and say, good job. Mm-hmm. And get another bottle, please. Yes, please. Send us... A couple more bottles. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into this, Tyler. All right. It's time for the Wonder Segment. All right. So this is our last episode of October. And this is our last spooky episode. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck. well well we'll see if i make any other weird noises you can save well i might make some too (laughs) every one of us have been spooked by something mundane at some point whether it was a shadow on the wall made by the clothes piled on the chair or the noises of an old house settling in the night fear is a chemical reaction that every human has felt and i'm not gonna lie There were several times researching this where I scared myself and questioned if this was the right topic. To put in parentheses, right now this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense, but in a couple pages it will. I ended up asking aloud, literally aloud, quote, Robert, I'm writing a podcast about you so more people can learn your story. I hope that is okay. Thank you. End quote. I said that aloud to an empty room because, well, I'd rather look like an idiot and be protected than ignore rumors and get harmed. Some people love the adrenaline rush that comes from the scare and the release of endorphins and dopamine that occurs at the hormonal reaction. Others feel empowered and confident after successfully conquering a fear. Still, there are others who despise the sensation, like Tyler. Both enjoyment and distaste are normal and healthy. But today, I am going to talk about something so creepy that even the most horror-crazed of us might want to steer clear. Luckily, Robert the Doll is locked up in a museum, the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, to be exact, where he has lived since 1994. Those brave enough can visit Robert at 3501 South Roosevelt Boulevard seven days a week as the museum is open from 10 in the morning until 5 in the evening all week long. Staff will warn you, however, 
to treat Robert with the utmost respect. You need to greet him upon entry and ask him before you take a picture. When leaving, you must bid him farewell. This sounds kind of silly and superstitious, but maybe it's better to be safe rather than sorry. The well-over-hundred-year-old doll appears pretty worn with age, except for his hard, black, beady eyes. He's life-size, standing at 40 inches, just over three feet to put into perspective, slightly larger than a standard guitar or a kitchen counter. Today, he wears a sailor suit that once belonged to his late original owner, which is uncomfortable and weird in of itself, Often called a straw doll, he is actually filled with a mixture of wood wool called excelsior. The story of how Robert came to be and what his original intents and purposes were are unclear with two commonly believed stories, neither possible to confirm or deny. His manufacturer can be traced back to the Steiff Company based out of Germany. The plush toy company is known for inventing the original teddy bear and is still in operation today in 2021. And that is about the only thing the two stories agree on. One states that Robert, who is one of a kind and 100% unique, was meant to be a display doll to be put in a shop window. The other says that Robert was commissioned specifically for his owner to model his features. The two stories also differ at how Robert came to be in the States. One has Robert Eugene Otto's grandfather, and we'll talk more about the Ottos in a bit, bought him while traveling in Germany and gifted him to his grandson when he returned to Florida. The other is more sinister and says that a young Bahamian servant of the family gifted the doll to the boy after first placing a hex upon it for some wrongdoing that the Ottos needed to atone for. Either way, somehow, Robert Eugene Otto came into possession of the doll in 1904 when he was only four years old. Immediately, the child, who was known as Jean, named him Robert after himself and became inseparable from the toy. Initially, the relationship with the doll was rather cute. Tiny Jean would lug him everywhere he went, constantly blabbering to the doll. Any mischievous childhood acts would be instantly blamed on the doll. In fact, for his entire adolescence, everything was blamed on Robert. Things like, Robert did it whenever his parents went to scald him, became the norm. But it wasn't long before strange occurrences began happening. In one particularly unsettling instance, Gene woke in his bed with Robert sitting at the foot of the mattress, staring at him. Moments after awakening, Gene began screaming for his mother. She awoke to his screams and the sound of furniture being thrown about. It took her several moments to wrench open the bedroom door, which appeared to be locked. Inside, she found the room totally destroyed. Drawers were emptied and tossed about, chair overturned, and clothes strewn. Jean was crying, curled up in fear on his bed, and there was Robert, sitting at the foot of the bed. And this wasn't the only strange occurrence that the Ottos experienced. 
they'd hear Jean playing upstairs, talking to Robert the doll, and then a voice would answer, a completely different voice than Jean's. Robert the doll could be heard giggling or running past the corner of an eye. Once, the family hired a plumber who came to work when no one else was home. The plumber reported hearing a child's laughter and said that Robert was sitting in a different area when he left than when he arrived. The doll would also change expressions depending on its mood, not only by the family, but also by people who would walk past the house and see Robert sitting in the window. When Gene reached adulthood, he went to art school. He attended both the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago and the Arts Student League in New York City, and finally the Parisian Sorbonne. It was in France that he met his wife, Annette Parker. He succeeded at schooling and turned painting into a career. He was known as rather eccentric, and his love for Robert the Doll never wavered. When his parents died, he and Anne inherited the Key West mansion that Jean grew up in. He named it the Artist House and intended to turn it into an art museum. That never happened, but it is still standing today and is currently a tourist destination known as a haunted B&B, so you can pay to stay there the night if you want to. I had an itch. Anne never got along with Robert, rightfully creeped out by the doll and her husband's relationship with him. Robert always sat by Jean as he painted, and he spent most of his days with the doll by his side. In the attic, where Anne kept trying to imprison Robert the doll, he built him an entire room with Robert-sized furniture and his own doll, a tiny bug-eyed plush dog that is still with Robert today in his current residence at the East Martello Museum. As much as Anne put the doll in the attic, he kept finding ways to get back out, often appearing sitting on a rocking chair by the window any time they returned home from errands about town. Children complained that Robert the doll would mock them on their way to school, and eventually people took to crossing the stroit, the cro- <laughs> the stroit, a stroit, mon. Eventually, people took to crossing the street to avoid seeing Robert in the window. In 1974, Robert Eugene Otto passed away, and the artist's house, along with Robert the doll, was purchased by a woman named Myrtle Reuter. Upon becoming Robert's new owner, Myrtle immediately began to experience some of the strange occurrences that happened around the doll, hearing laughter and pitter-pattering feet upstairs, seeing his expression change and him unexplainably moving locations. But for whatever reason, she kept Robert the doll for the next 20 years, even bringing him with her when she moved. In 1994, she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, where he's been ever since. Of course, museum proprietors have learned how to care for Robert over the years and inform visitors of his peculiarities. The walls of his display room are covered in letters asking for forgiveness from patrons that ignored the warning to be uber respectful. Frankly, I thought thought this was like, um, let's just say I Googled this doll. 
I wanted to see pictures. Um, and half of the pictures were apology letters. Yeah. It looked like they were all from children, but. Well. It's not a very um, scary looking doll, I will say. I think it looks creepy AF, but. It, it looks like. But I think all dolls look really creepy. So. It looks, uh, it looks like a child, just like a very old child's doll. It's I mean, yeah, of, that's what it is. Yeah, it's. They were shit at making stuff back in the day. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> I'm going to chalk that one up to that's why he looks the way he does. The weird thing is his mouth. Yeah, it's that, very uncomfortable. Yeah, his mouth is kind of weird, but and the fact that he's, you know, it got holes. Well, that's age. His yeah. just life has eaten through his flesh. Face. <laughs> yeah. Frankly and realistically, I don't believe anything about Robert the doll. However, I would rather be safe than sorry, so I will respect the doll just in case. So, as I was reading and researching, it seems like the most common talks about the hauntings is just hearing him laughing, the moving about, the changing its expressions, things like that. Um... I didn't find anywhere credible that stated anything about him like going Chucky and trying to kill anyone or, you know, any of like the stereotypical things. Horror things. Yeah. Um, at least nowhere on, um, like I said, credible sites. Um, so, I mean, overall, very creepy, uh, very uncomfortable. Um, I don't plan to visit his museum um, but I do ask that I have permission to post this podcast. Um, and since I'm asking, that's nice. So he's going to be fine with it. Um, when you read through some of the apology letters and stuff, you see that after people have made comments about either the doll or about Gene and the doll's presence or whatever, um, things have gone on to happen like uh, car crashes or they... Um, get mugged or the one I saw said my back's been aching <laughs> or their back hurts. <laughs> uh, was, uh, let's see if I can find some of these letters here. Hold on. There, there's definitely some that are like, Oh my God. And there's some that's like, mm, you, you're pushing it a little bit. All right. Just a quick Google and I'll read a couple of these here. All right. Uh, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, this is obviously from an adult. This handwriting is too nice to be from a child. Uh, so uh, sorry I did not ask out loud to take your photo. Since then, my husband lost his diamond, 10 carat, out of his ring. I tore my rotator cuff and my daughter's wedding was canceled. All happened before I returned home. Please stop the curse. I am truly sorry and life is tough enough. Sincerely, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> that sounds like just uh, life, lady. I mean, a lot of these sound just yeah. like life. I'm sorry, guys. I am such a skeptic on these things. I'm, I agree, too. Like, I yeah. don't... We know for a fact that Gene Otto was a real person. He is a actual artist. He was a painter, a well-known painter. Um, 
And we do have photographs of him as a child with this doll. But... Yeah, the kid's laughter and the doll being moved. This kid mm. liked to play pranks. Yeah. And he is an art kid, so he could paint the yeah. facial expressions. Like, he doesn't he's really a, have a... He's got, like, no. button sewn-on eyes. Yeah. And and this... All, all his entire life, this artist was known as being eccentric and weird. So, I yeah. mean, he probably was a weird-ass kid, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm... I don't know. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, what, what does this one say? Oh, God, all right, the next one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just read the first line. Oh, Dearest no. Robert, I'm really, really, truly sorry that I made fun of your leather face. <laughs> leather is actually a nice material, and it looks great on you. I also snapped some pics of you without your permission. I suppose that was rather rude, not to mention some other things I did that were pretty disrespectful. After we left Key West, we discovered a bag with some pretty important articles of clothing in it had mysteriously disappeared. Right away, we all knew it was my fault, and I've decided to make nothing but positive remarks about you. With love, Sharon. P.S. I deleted the photos. Crazy people. Um, I actually have a first-hand account written by a reporter. Um, okay. That I'll read to you. Um, this was written in 2019 by Murphy Maroney for Pop Sugar. I will say again that she wrote it for Pop Sugar, which is not exactly a news website. But nonetheless, let's hear what her experience was. I'm a relatively superstitious person. I would never walk on someone's grave in a cemetery. I believe in ghosts, and I'm careful to not walk under any ladders. Pause. So already she's saying that she's someone who would believe this. So, mm, unpause. So, while I was on my honeymoon in Key West, pause. You went to Key West on your honeymoon. I mean, if you went to Key West on your honeymoon, good for you, but it's not where I would go. Unpause. Uh, my parents went there. I think. How happy are your parents? <laughs> Truth be told, I don't think I know any adult relationships that are quote-unquote happy. Me and Houston are great, thank you. I'm talking like parents' age. Oh. All right, fair. I guess uh, Shelby's parents. Oh, okay. Papa Manning. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. All right. I'll actually read the story now. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, while I was on my honeymoon in Key West recently and heard about a ghost tour that involved Robert the Doll, a famously haunted doll that brings bad luck to those who visit him, I was pretty intrigued. For an inanimate object, Robert is pretty well known. He has been featured on several TV shows and is even toted around to various conventions that center on the occult. Eager to see what all the fuss was about, my husband, Chris, and I booked a tour with a company called Ghosts and Gravestones, which included a stop at the Fort East Martello Museum where Robert resides. While the tour was awesome, our brief encounter with Robert was less than ideal. Why? Well, because he haunted me for about 36 hours afterwards. 
Before walking into the museum to get a peek at Robert, a tour guide gave us some strict rules to follow. You must greet and introduce yourself to Robert. If you want to take a photo of him, you must ask first, and you can't leave the museum without saying goodbye. While a bit weird, that all sounded doable to Chris and me, so we did as we were told. After snapping a few photos, we learned about what happens to people who don't follow the rules or poke fun at Robert. A nearby TV showed thousands of letters from people around the world who experienced terrible luck after rubbing the doll the wrong way. According to some of the letters, visitors have been met with all kinds of misfortune, from getting burned by hot water, to missing their flights, to, yep, even getting divorced. Once he was put on exhibit, cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking forgiveness, says the website. Letters continue to arrive daily. As a respectful visitor, I thought I was off the hook. I followed the rules and was genuinely interested in learning about him. But boy, was I wrong. I made one comment about a grown man carrying around a doll, and my fate was sealed. As soon as I woke up the next day, the bad luck began. First, our flight home was delayed. Then, we were forced to rebook our flight because the plane was too heavy, resulting in us having a five-hour layover and getting transferred to another connecting flight. While both of these things were annoying, I also knew they sometimes happen. It couldn't have been because of a doll, right? I realized that Robert might actually have it out for us when we finally landed back home around midnight. The problem? Our luggage never showed up. We were told to go home and that the suitcase would probably be on the next flight in. Fast forward to the next morning, still no sign of the bag. And no one on either airline that we used could locate where the suitcase was. It was simply missing without a trace. Frustrated and near tears, we decided to give into our superstitions and write letters to Robert in the hopes of reversing whatever bad luck he gave us and finding our lost bag. So, uh, Murphy's letter states, Hey, Robert. Hope you're doing well. Just wanted to apologize if we upset you on Friday night. If so, I'm really, really sorry. We have had the worst bout of bad luck ever since we met you. On Saturday, our flights got delayed and they lost our lug luggage. The airline still has no idea where it is. I'm not sure if I came off as insincere, insincere when I saw you, but I thought you were the coolest doll ever and told everybody so. Hope you're staying cool in the summer heat. Please forgive me. Murphy Maroney. <laughs> Chris's letter says, Robert, we're sorry if you felt disrespected by our visit on Friday night. We should have taken our time with you more seriously. While traveling home the next day, we experienced serious delays and lost our bag, which had never happened to my wife or me. Hopefully you can accept our apology and help our bag find its way back home. Thank you, Chris and Murphy. After sending them these letters, we went to bed and promptly called the airlines at 9 a.m. when they opened. And guess what? We are immediately told where our bag was, back in Key West with an airline we didn't fly with. While things were still somewhat up in the air, our luck seemed to completely change as soon as we apologized to Robert. Coincidence? Maybe. But do we regret writing letters to a doll just to be sure? Absolutely not. Impatient. <laughs> 
I had heard of something similar called Peel's Curse, which is the belief that if you take anything natively Hawaiian, like a rock or sand out of Hawaii, you'll have bad luck until it's returned. And if you look into it, you'll find thousands of accounts from people who did just that and experienced such severe bad luck that they sent the lava rocks back to the island immediately. So we know we couldn't be too careful. Although I might be pushing my luck writing the story, God knows I don't need any more bad juju. It's been said that Robert loves to be the center of attention. Fingers crossed, this keeps me in his good graces. So, that was a reporter's first-hand account of her experience with uh, Robert. And hopefully, uh, if there is any substance to Robert, me doing this on a podcast and getting him attention is going to be enough penance for my doubt because I think it's all bullshit. <clears throat> I think it's bullshit. I think bad luck happens every day and people are using this as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I knock on wood. Yeah. I could get in a car wreck tomorrow on the way into work. It's, it's just, not because of a doll. It's because there's shit. a bunch of it's shitty life. drivers around here. It's just life. Yeah. Um, I've I've never been one for superstition. Uh, so at the bar, there is a light that spins. Um, and the owners swear that it is uh, Bessie, a ghost that haunts the lives lives. There. I don't want to say haunts. Because they've found things or heard noises when nobody else was there that and they've investigated the noises and couldn't figure out what it was. Um, this light spins and the the weird thing about the light spinning is that they've had engineers and contractors come in and try to figure out why this particular light spins. There's about, I don't know, twenty lights that hang down mm-hmm. in one area and one out of the twenty spins. So it probably the air conditioning system, but yeah. <laughs> if it was, you would think all the lights would spin. And that's mm-hmm. the only one moves. And sometimes I kid you not, it circles like a two foot circle. It spins. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a scientist. I don't believe in the supernatural. No, sorry. Yeah. It's just, I need some legitimate proof. Yeah, I was hoping while doing my research that I'd find like more of the crazy, like crazy shit on reputable reputable sites. Uh, There was nothing like, ooh, baby steps. So, well, it's a good tale though. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are superstitious, I mean, yeah, good on you. Yeah, you know, have fun with it. Uh, write a doll. I yeah. will report back in next week and let you know. Now, look, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all, I have shit luck. What? We all, I think, know that by now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. It, it, I mentioned earlier, I got to go to Lowe's tomorrow and buy uh, water lines, shorter water lines for the sink before I can hook up the water. If they're out of that, 
It's just bad luck. Now, if I go to four different lows and they're all out of it, I might give a little credence to it, maybe. I'll also probably say there's a contractor that's doing a big job that needed them all. Or there's a manufacturing shortage around the world. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, Robert the Doll... Cheers. Cheers to you. All right. We'll go ahead and move on and jump into a trivia trivia factoid. Tyler Nugget. Trivia with Tyler. All right. All right. In the spirit of, um, uh oh, oh, excuse Yanni. me, yawning, yawning. I'm tired. In the spirit of the World Series, starting in the Braves making the World Series, this one's a good one. Babe Ruth was the guest of honor at a Harlem fundraiser for the benefit of a local African American church. Other white celebrities had similarly committed to attend, but only the babe kept his word. He contributed some autographed balls along with 20 bucks out of his pocket. So. Hell yeah, babe. Yep. The babe was a great but flawed man. As a lot of us are. As we all are. Yeah. Um, and I suppose we'll just go ahead and move on into it. Final thoughts. What's that sound loud to you? No. Okay. Maybe it's just no, me. It sounded fine. All right. Well. Well, I saw you double dip. Huh? Well, <laughs> I yes and no. I double dipped one because I'm not going to get to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the only way I'm going to get more. But two, I do want to put some water in there, but I wasn't done drinking. I mean, that's so fair. I, I'm also not done drinking, probably because <laughs> I was presenting, but yeah, um, I've really been enjoying this. The the bit I've been able to drink, it's been a very fun ride. Very, very Colorado. I like it. I'm trying to get a droplet of water off. There we go. Off my finger into the, Glen, into the drink there. What is it? Glen Claren, right? Yeah, into the Glen Claren glass. Yeah. I want to call it a Glen Livet glass, but it's, it's not. All right. Let's see how this drop of water changes, bad boy. All right. Before I commit to water, I'm going to watch your face. And pretty stoic. I don't know. I saw a grin, but that might be just because I'm. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you're narrating. Um. Uh oh. I don't. It's. I don't even know how to describe that because there's so much going on. Do it. It's not bad. It just okay. changes. Okay. A it doesn't lot. ruin it. No. Okay. Oh. It, don't knock that over my drills right there. And your camera. Oh yeah. The hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Give me my damn camera. I'll take you a should. picture, of y'all, on YouTube. Yeah, it'll um, come through your webcam. Listener, take a picture of you. There we go. Drop. Um, 
it mellowed it out and made it on the front end and made it much sweeter on the back end. That would be that. That's it. it really changed a lot. Wow! Just it from tastes one like drop. a different. Yeah. Different whiskey. Oh, I wish you had a. I wish I didn't have to drive, and I wish we had another glass in here, and we could do it like side by side because this now tastes like a different. Yeah, it does. Whiskey, one hundred percent different. Um. Both good. Yes, both very good. I. I personally uh, think I would. Oh man, that's dealer's choice on that one, frankly. Wow. That's that is one hundred percent dealer's choice. Papa Cross. Papa Cross. You You beautiful man. Yeah, you hit you hit this one out of the park. You go wow. find that that liquor store clerk and you give him a slap on the back and say, Good job. Yeah, and while you're at it, send us another the rest bottle. of the Woody Creek distillery alcohols and another bottle of their eye. Um Woody Creek Distillers out of the Roaring Fork Valley in Colorado. You doing something right. You're a relatively new company, only started in 2013. So keep it up. You're going to Yeah. You're going to go far, kid. Well, with that, what's your number? Mm. Mm. Man. Fuck it, it's an, it's no. Whatever. You only live once. It's another 10. <laughs> I've given a few 10s in my day. In this year? How are you going to narrow this down to two whiskeys? I have done... I've given this a 10, and I've given the Glenlivet 15 a 10. Uh, try again. I've given this a 10, and the Glenlivet... Um, what else has... The did I give the um good brothers or the Bow Brothers? Bow Brothers, yeah. Did I give them a ten? No, you no, gave I them an eight. You an gave eight? one other ten this year. Give one other ten. What did I get? What do I drink at home? You don't have this one. I don't? No. What in the hell? Um, I honestly have no idea then. Uh the Jameson Black Barrel. I gave that a ten? You gave it a ten. <laughs> are you sure i've got it written on the table on the thing right here i gave it an eight you gave it a ten on the website i've got it up huh i'm gonna have to try that again i hear jameson and i don't think 10 quality but remember that was the one that was chocolatey oh that was real good yeah okay so now i've officially given three tens this three, year four three yeah oh no, no i'm sorry four You've given four this year. Lynn Levitt, Woody Creek, Jameson, Jameson, Black, and what is the other ten? Oh shit! I don't put that in the wrong spot. Uh oh. Um, he's fine. I correct. The other ten? Mm-hmm. Templeton Rye. Oh, was that this year? That was this year. That oh, was. Oh, I thought that was, was last year. The. We episode sixteen was the first one this year. Oh wait a minute. Mm? Uh, mm-hmm. you might have given that one. No, you gave that one a nine. Okay. Okay. So I've done three tens. Yeah. Um. Four tens. Four. I did give Templeton Rye yeah, a ten. You gave Templeton Rye a ten too. Okay. 
So Megan gives out tens like uh, there. There are 52 weeks in a year. All right. So it's like the when you go trick-or-treating, you might get two out of all the houses you went to, two or three were given out full-size candy bars. Megan gives them out like full-size candy bars. I would be the person <laughs> who gave out full-size candy bars to trick-or-treaters. So Okay. I mean, that, that fits your personality then. Yeah. I, all right. 100% when I have a house, we'll give out full-size candy bars. I am 100% the person that will turn off my light and make it seem like I'm <laughs> not. I, I will come to, to this room in the back of the house, shut the door and act like I'm not home. Oh, I hate children, but I love Halloween. So. I, I'm not Worth a Halloween it. person. You're so weird. Uh, I love Halloween. I want to decorate the entire yard. Off topic, have you been to like Union Street and Concord recently? No. Oh, one of those ancient, like, Vic- are they Victorian style houses? Whatever, the really old, like, southern houses that are down there in uh, downtown Concord. Mm-hmm. One of them has their entire, like, the entire yard is all Halloween decorated. It looks sick. Super cluttered. Don't like that, but it looks sick. My old neighbors used to decorate for Halloween before they moved. Um, now I'm sad. I haven't talked to them in a while. Um, uh, To get back on track for a little bit. What's you rate it? I've been the only one so far. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I... Mm, I'm just... As I was looking at yours, going back looking for your tens, I've seen some things that I've rated and what I've rated some things. And I personally cannot go any higher. I feel I I enjoyed this a lot, but I think it was a solid eight. That's like your 10. So whatever. Have you ever given higher than an eight? I have. What have you given a nine? I don't know if I've given a nine. I've given an eight and a half though. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So Tyler's 10s are 8s. No. Ada scores on a 1 to 8 system. No. <laughs> no, because... Uh, <laughs> I need you to save that time. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I've given, a, I've given a couple of 8s. Let's see. Let's call this one. This one will be an 8. I've given one eight, two eights, uh, three eights, four eights, a one eight and a half, five eights. Okay, yeah. So I've given, I've given them five eights. Mm-hmm. I just I can't give something a ten because like there's always the potential for something better. I don't think That's, I'll ever give a ten. You have to you have to look at it on a level of not comparing it to something else. Let it be how you describe it in the moment. Like I can't. Yeah, that's how I am in the moment. It's like I, <sighs> I this is good, but I bet there's something better out there. You can't do that. Oh, that's that's just who I am. That's why it's like those um, bosses that you do your annual review and they're 
they're like, I gave you all fours. You're the best person we have working here. You're great at your job, but I can't give you a five because you might could do better. Like, well, everybody can do better. You. Always do better. No, give me a five if I deserve a five. Don't say my best isn't worth a five if it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I disagree fundamentally. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Uh. <laughs> uh, at the risk of not getting any more of this whiskey, <laughs> I'm going to drink my last little bit and enjoy it. Definitely enjoy it. It's fantastic. It, um, is, it is really good. I, I'm going to go with an eight. All right, I'm going to go with a 10. Woody Creek Distillers out of Colorado. You know your shit. So, good on you. Oh, yes, absolutely. I wouldn't recommend shooting it, though. It's not very expensive, either. How much is it? Um, uh, It looks like it's averaging 45 on websites um, yeah, for a fifth. See if your dad can get one out here. I would absolutely love it. I'll pay him for it. All right. You hear that, Pop Cross? Yes, please. If you could get one out here, I would love it, and I will pay you for it. Yeah. Um, on that note, guys, we're going to roll on. It's getting late here. It is so. sleepy time for me. And also me. Work at 530 is coming up soon. Yay. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. You have a very happy and safe Halloween. Um, safety is key, number one. Um, and we're going to not see you for another week. So, uh, we will be back then, uh, November 7th, I think is <laughs> <laughs> November 8th. Just kidding. It's November 8th. That's a Monday. No, it's November. November 8th is the Monday. November yep. 7th is the Sunday. when we record. Yeah. But we will see you guys on November 8th. Have a very happy Halloween. Be safe. Be safe. Be smart. Don't drink and drive. Cheers.